0: Two, three.
1: Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores the many ways Bob Jones University is advancing God's kingdom through Christian education with the biblical worldview. I'm Daniel Layman, a current student at BJU and co-host for this podcast.
0: We'd like to welcome you today to Highest Potential. I'm Steve Pettit, president of Bob Jones University, and I'm here with Daniel Lehman. How hello, you doing, hello. Daniel?
1: Doing very good, Doc. Yourself? I'm doing great. Well, we just
0: finished an awesome week of Bible conference.
1: Yes, we did. It was phenomenal.
0: Kind of give me the uh, big picture feel of the student body after that week.
1: I think everyone's broke. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, whatever money
0: was, whatever money they had is long gone. I,
1: I think, I think it is for the most part. I it was, it was a great week. Obviously, the major emphasis was on Jude, contending for the faith. Phenomenal sermons there. Just working through that book. Breakout shops were amazing as well. Um, it was a great time to be refreshed spiritually. And then just a ton of great activities to do in the evenings to support the Bible Conference fundraiser. Yeah, so going what on. were
0: some of the big, the bi- the big ones that re- that we raised money for? Some of the or big, how we
1: did it. How we did it. There were several things. One of my favorite ones was the uh, faculty and staff basketball game. I, I attended that. Had a blast at that game. Um, you obviously, you know, it was Team Pettit versus Team Benson, yeah, and you I, did I hate you admit, did quite good out there. I do I hate have to, to say, I humbly
0: admit that we won.
1: Oh, you you definitely won. Indeed, drained yeah. your first shot out there. It was, it, it was a good game.
0: It was a miracle and. Angel took it and guided it. And I think we had what about over a thousand people there.
1: It was it was packed. It so. was as
0: rowdy a crowd as I've ever heard at Bob Jones. I think
1: that was one of the loudest I've ever heard it in the Davis Field House. My whole four years here, so that that was a blast. Um, so we also
0: the guys of Omega they guys, brought it.
1: Guys of Omega, they always show up and they do a great job with their fundraiser biking to Charleston. Is it yeah. correct? So yeah, they, they, they they do raise
0: that. Twenty three thousand. That
1: that is impressive. That that is great. And so
0: then, and then. Uh, We had some unusual uh, culinary opportunities.
1: Yes, there were some culinary things that went on there as well. Johnson Burgers. That's a classic. We love the Johnson Burgers. Uh, Mac, mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Mac, mac and cheese. We had had fried Oreos. Myth Spuds. So they had like their loaded fries. So there were lots of those. Uh, Other events that happened, there was a bingo night. Uh, there was a speed dating. I, I helped out with that. Yeah, line, I went so. over
0: speed dating, and yeah, I thought, did. this is very
1: unusual. It was it was crazy, like 300 people there, everyone think, talking at the same time. I, I think they enjoyed it, though. Yeah, so. they
0: had a great night. Mm-hmm. So, Anyway, it was all for a good cause, because we were raising money for the ministry of Family Baptist Church, and to just let the people know, let you know, this was unusual, because uh, Jason Ormiston was a professor here for 14 years. He went back and took over the church that his father, Lee Ormiston, had pastored. And it was right in the heart of Minneapolis, right near the area where George Floyd was killed. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult area. And so he's gone back to do urban ministry today, which is unusual, even more unusual than just a number of years ago. And Mm -hmm. so they had great financial needs of doing work and repair in their facility. So our goal was to raise $100,000, through the student body, Mm -hmm. uh, for what's called Jeremiah 29 7 Project. The idea is that if we seek the peace of the city, then the Lord will show us his peace. And so uh, we were able to raise as of Friday night, $126,000. And as of today, a little bit more has come in, so we're at $133,000. Praise the Lord. So we're excited about it. And I hope You'll really enjoy this uh, time with Jason and Lee as they talk about the ministry, urban ministry today, especially in our country here in the United States of America. Well, on today's podcast, we are delighted to have with us Pastor Jason Ormiston, from minneapolis minnesota along with his dad lee ormiston who was a former pastor of the church where jason now is serving at family baptist church mm-hmm. in minneapolis and so uh, jason thanks for being with us today
2: it's a delight to be here And
0: thank you lee appreciate you being yeah, with it's us a pleasure well this week is uh, our bible conference week and our bible conference offering every year is devoted to a missions project and this year's project is called jeremiah 29 7 and it is actually uh, going for the ministry where Jason is the leader at the Family Baptist Church. And it's more than just supporting a church ministry. It's much bigger than that. And so, uh, I want Jason, tell us a little bit. Give us a little bit of background, your background, and uh, especially your relationship with Bob Jones and then where you are now. Sure.
2: So I had the privilege of serving here on full-time faculty for 14 years enjoyed every minute of that, probably not every minute, but most, most minutes. Every minute. <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and um, through that time had come to the school in preparation with a degree in urban ministry mm-hmm. to encourage students to head back to the cities. And as I was doing that, I kept finding this kind of growing desire to do that myself, to return right. to the city. So returning would be going back actually to Minneapolis, where I came from. I was a part of Family Baptist Church in the start of it, and then they sent us out to plant another church in the area, All Nations Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and then moved here to the Greenville area and participated. And uh, dad announced that he was gonna be seeking a transition of retirement of sorts, mm-hmm. and that really opened the door for a place, actually the place, in my mind. Which made it, sense, it obviously. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you, while you were here, uh, along with teaching in the university, tell us about your, your church planning here.
2: Oh, sure. So, um, the Lord opened up a door for us to be a part of starting Palmetto Baptist Church in Easley, South Carolina. And that was a result of a couple families talking to me about church planting and putting something together that would be in the bedroom community of Greenville, close mm-hmm. enough for people who live in Anderson and Greenville to come to. And uh, that's really was a an act of God pulling that together, and it's been a joy to watch God grow that. And there's something unique about planting a church in this area. It grows in my mind a little faster than right, anywhere yeah, else. Uh, right. You have a lot a lot of people to pull from. And right, right. So,
0: so you you left here. When did you leave?
2: In 2021. is okay. The transition that right made. in
0: the middle of COVID. Great time. Dude. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah. to make that transition. Right, it was
2: July mm-hmm. of 2021. And so it's only been about six months of ministering. And right. I was able to talk Dad into staying on as Pastor Emeritus and partner with us in mm-hmm. the journey. So that has been a huge joy to have his mentorship continued and... Just the um, years of experience sure. and connections.
0: So Family Baptist, Minneapolis. Tell us tell us where you are in Minneapolis and then what makes yeah.
2: where you are unique. So we're in North <laughs> Minneapolis. So North Minneapolis is the heart of a very rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's about five miles for, from what is called the George Floyd Place, which is obviously nationally and internationally known for all of the racial tension. And that has seeped into the city in interactions with... Uh, racial division, and then you add COVID to that, and you have a recipe for um, a lot of challenges Mm -hmm. when it comes to meeting as a body of believers, to connecting with people in the neighborhood. Uh, So crime's a big issue in the area. Family Baptist has always been a safe zone for people in the community to come to. And I have found that I think you would say the same thing, that Mm -hmm. the many neighbors will call us about doing funerals at the church. They view the church as as their community center, even if they haven't been more than once, or just even know it's there.
0: How old is the church, Lee? Did you twenty two years chi- ago? You started the yeah. church twenty two yeah. years ago. Okay, and you've been the sole pastor of the entire right.
3: time until I announced. Then I really, at that point, uh, was unaware of Jason's um, genuine interest in coming. And in fact, as I told you, get either on a plane or get in a car, come up here. You got to see the place. It's not the place you left it. Unfortunately, our, our community is in tremendous crisis.
0: And tell uh, us about what is that. When you say crisis, tell us what that means. Well, uh,
3: the last couple of weeks, we've had just in eight, ten blocks of our church, maybe 12 blocks of our church, and our homes. Both of us live in that same area. I think there's six, five or six uh, murders. Wow. And we have gunshots every night. Um, the chaos... And you know, there's not enough police force, and the police force I, I pray for them all the time because I don't. Is that
0: I, because of the, the uh, <clears throat> changes that are currently going on?
3: Well, it just, yes, the, so many of the officers resigned, and so the people that are there now that are officers, many of them are very young people, and God bless them, they're there because the ones that I've met are seriously wanting to help. But, boy, are they putting their lives at risk, too.
2: And all of those murders are tragic. Most tragic, in my mind, was a 15-year-old high school superstar football player quarterback, Deshaun Hill, who was murdered. That Mm -hmm. was just a week ago on Wednesday. And it is just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And to watch the kids in the community respond to that, they're just mourning, they're lashing out, they're looking for answers. And we all know the answer is Christ. Right. And yet they're they're coming up with their own solutions. Right. So this
3: was the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Two hours later, within blocks, a bus driver, school bus driver, was shot in the head, Mm. with kids on the bus that were ten years old. Wow. So what's
0: the difference between today and let's go back five years ago?
3: There is a there's a no. They're hopeless. Hopelessness, and therefore. Um, a behavior of people that is anger-based, and it's really troubling. I, I don't. What do
0: you think is the reason for that? What's what are some of the causes? Of well, this? they
3: they say that there is um, no teaching in the public schools that is contrary to normal teaching, but these kids are really set up. Uh, everybody's a victim, and everybody uh, is blaming. You know, woe is me, and I have a right, and I shouldn't be in this situation, and it it just reads this discontent and
2: I think it's, it's like the book of judges everyone does what's right in their own eyes. eyes. And that's a simple right. example of that is that neither of us will immediately push the gas pedal when the light turns green in North Minneapolis. We always wait to see if some other car is gonna run a red light before we go forward. And that's right. just that's a normal thing now. Right. Because otherwise you could be a victim of someone that's just disregarding law.
3: Totally. But simultaneously there are are people that are hurting there yeah um, I, I, I almost mentioned the name of a woman who's came to our church on a Wednesday night when we and she just came in and was in tears her, her and she was connected with these murders yeah. that took place yeah, from the standpoint she knew them personally and recognizing their gang related one gang after the other but they really turned out to be family against another family okay and you just say you took him out because they did this, you know, and he's gone forever. It's like revenge killing type thing. Definitely. You know? Oh, absolutely. And she's
2: coming to Family Baptist saying help, help, uh, and she's already connected in the neighborhood in that community, kind of a person of peace. Right. But she doesn't know what to do. She just knows that God wants her there and that she's going to find answers. And so, what a privilege. And mm-hmm. responsibility to partner with her in that.
0: So, Jason, let me ask you this: you you got a PhD in urban, urban ministry, uh,
2: a doctorate in ministry, in urban uh, ministry. I, yeah. I'm
0: sorry, doctorate yeah. Of ministry. Yeah. So, uh, what you learned there or at that time, and what's happening today? What is there a difference? And when we when when we say urban ministry, we think of city ministry. But what does that mean? Because,
2: uh, yeah. Okay, you know, so. Yeah. What I learned at the program was that uh, everyone is an image bearer of God. Treat them that way. And the program didn't need to teach me that. The Bible teaches us that. And what I've seen in the context of where we are, it's more of ministering to people who are seeking to get their GED, those that are homeless, those that are struggling with addiction, but just about uh, about a mile away, you could minister to those pursuing a PhD. Urban does not mean crime always. It is a beautiful place to live. It is full of cultural diversity. But every neighborhood has its own feel, and you have to know what you're getting into when you jump in. And literally, within like a 10 to 12 block radius, it can change to something else. So urban can mean so many different things.
0: So looking at your your ministry right now, give me a, as you know, a part of what we're doing here at Bob Jones is is this. Uh, Jeremiah 29 7 project. So tell us about
2: that. So the idea behind that is encouraging people to pray for the peace of the city, because in its peace, we will have peace. And I think peace is found in the gospel. And where is the gospel communicated, but through the local churches. What we're finding in our area is that we have several efforts being made to start churches. They don't have buildings. Mm -hmm. I've met with numerous pastors and trying to work together with them find out what we have in common, doctrinally, to make sure that we're on the same page, and then help them with the initiative of getting something started. Some may be using the building as an incubator for another church getting started, but it is in a prime location with people that are coming, wanting to make a difference. Mm. We have a facility that's run down that needs to get fixed and we're in process of doing that by God's grace with this Bible conference offering, mm-hmm. and with that, it's going to facilitate future ministry of church revitalization, church planting in an urban center.
0: I see. So <clears throat> the uh, the project itself. So uh, obviously, I think you know it was just perfect timing for us to do it with your going up mm-hmm. there over the last year, mm-hmm. and then with where we were as a university and. and wanting to be committed to giving our students a vision for urban ministry. Uh, what, are the, what are the top challenges you're facing right now, and what is the vision you have of what, where you see things over the next couple of years?
2: Top challenges would be just faithful members that are able to jump in and partner with our core group of faithful members. Most of them are older and have lost a lot of the energy that they had and used with dad partnering with him in the work. We just need people that are willing to come in, get jobs in Minneapolis, and partner with us in the ministry. Mm -hmm. But that leads to an opportunity that God's opened a door for us to connect with several of these addiction recovery programs. We have a group of 40 guys that comes every Wednesday night Mm -hmm. because they have to for four months. And from that, the Lord's opened up the door for their friends, family members, fiancés, if they have a wife, they're coming to church as well. So that group has gone from forty to about a hundred. Wow. Gospel being proclaimed, and they're getting connected. And the hope is in the in the year, end of the year, when they're out of their program, they would come back to Family Baptist and we could begin an urban ministry training, like a Bible institute level, to help with our church, but then partner with area churches in revitalization. So
0: what are the most exciting things that are happening right now? You mentioned the group.
2: Oh, that that group has brought life to the church oh, in an amazing way. He's Dad's the main teacher during that time. I'm helping out with the youth group. So I've enjoyed jumping back into youth group and helping um, minister to those teams. Well, you had
0: your own youth group because you have a, more than one that's child. That's right. That's
2: right. So Judah, our, our 12-year-old, is in the youth group, and that's exciting to be a part of. Um, for me personally, the Lord has opened up a door to reconnect with they're no longer kids; they're in their 40s now. But they were in the youth group when I was back there at Family Baptist. Mm. I'm getting a chance to reconnect with them and their families. Mm. So what a wonderful bridge to the community, and that's just happening in the last couple of weeks.
0: So let's say a college student is listening to this BJ student; it could be others. Uh, what would you, uh, what what would you say to college students today that want to do ministry? I mean even coming to where you are, what what, could, what can they do?
2: They could talk with us about coming for a short-term trip. It could come in levels of a weekend. You can get really cheap tickets from Asheville to Minneapolis direct. I'm talking dirt cheap. We'll pick you up at the airport and we'll house you in the church. We've got a bunch of cots. It's not going to be glamorous, yeah. but we'll show you ministry firsthand mm-hmm. and then come back to school there could be groups that would come on spring break Mm -hmm. to help minister or even a group in the summer and we're actually talking with uh, the cgo about Mm -hmm. that center for global opportunities about that and then um, we're starting a pilot internship program and we are uh, working with that it's an eight-week internship program and already have been a ton of interest in that which does include both men and women Mm because there are aspects of ministry that the women are going to be more effective so particularly you're, with the muscles. So you're
0: looking for
2: men and women. Yeah, to absolutely, come and serve. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, leads to and I don't want to overkill, but I'm so excited about the long range of purchasing a house mm-hmm. as a center for internships and training mm-hmm. in that area that would facilitate this. And dad's actually living in the house that I'm most interested in seeing if we could Raise money to buy to turn that into something. In that, a Very large house, yeah.
3: That I bought when, when it was a burned-out crack house. That's oh, true. Wow. It's been remodeled now, so it's in good shape. And oh, good. He has his eyes on it apparently. I
2: do. No, with your approval, right? Let's. Here we are. Okay.
3: But you know, the, the significance of just people that are committed and uh, have a compassion for hurting people. The amount of hurt is stunning. You know, you have single moms that are just struggling to make it, mm. you know, and you have young men that have graduated, not have graduated, but they finished high school and they don't have their GED. They don't have anything and they, they, they end up hopeless. It's no wonder they end up such a candidate for the gangs mm. to get a hold and get, help them get a vision and hope for, mm. but they find it in Christ. And they find it in just having a confidence that God has a better plan for their mm-hmm. their life. But they need someone to come along, who says, "Okay, we'll walk with you." I mean, I have, I, I'm just so excited about one man in particular that I'm working with. Uh, he spent the last eight years, seven years in incarceration, one year in the drug rehab program. Mm. But you just sense the call of God in his heart. Wow, he he has a love for people. He, he is. He's a very large, big, powerful guy, so he has that presence in the situations. But there are many of these. Mm. This, this thing that we have going on Wednesday night is producing tons of genuine individuals that want to do something else. They want it, they're want they done wasting their life. Mm. They often use that term, mm. done wasting it. I want to do something that me, makes a difference. We finally have real vibrant guys that want to go someplace, and ladies too.
2: And I think we can make partnerships with Bob Jones <clears throat> University students and other Bible college students to go with them into dangerous places and have street smart in their background so these guys know these ladies know what they're doing along with someone who would be new to urban ministry and with god's help you could have Mm. protection and credibility Mm. bible knowledge with Mm. street creds working together they're only going to bless each other in discipleship and we'll see people come to christ wow it's good yeah i'm very excited
0: so the offering we're our goal is to raise a hundred thousand dollars that was kind of our minimal goal obviously we'll take every dollar above that right uh tell me Tell me what the, your, what the financial needs are, your basic you know, level needs, and what, yeah. what you're going to do with the offering.
2: Yeah, the basic level needs would be repairing the gymnasium, the roof, which actually covers all of the educational wing, and that's around 70000 in and of itself. In addition to that, our heating and cooling systems all need repair and updates. And then as you go into that, you can spill into the kitchen, and have that updated, which could be used for many things mm-hmm. with the community and with the school that's leasing the facility from us. Right. Um, and I could keep going on because it's not hard to see yeah. opportunities. Yeah, sure, But course. um But there are many.
0: Yeah, so I think you we're, we're starting out at a minimal level, right. 100, and I think I think as you said, there was like two 200, to 250,000 right. that could be easily mm-hmm. put in. Definitely. All of it for the use of ministry right. long-term. and. Yeah, absolutely. In, in getting your people in. In and-
2: hard assets, you know, where it's actually going to be used to reproduce more of the connections with people. Right. Being a safe zone for people in the community. Let's, let's- just
3: the stunning impact of having the gymnasium have air conditioning. During the summer, you can't use it because the floor gets really slippery. Yeah, I can right? imagine. It's yeah, a very dangerous situation. Yeah. But there is a re- uh, opportunity through athletics that is just so beautiful. You, you get in there, you can coach them and teach them. It, it works very well, but we do not have that uh, portion of the facility available to us because of that. Yeah, it would
0: be great to see if, uh, if if you got a number of students that would come and then if even if they could be supported by people that would want to give – for interns over mm-hmm. the course of the oh, summer, that'd be huge.
2: Yeah.
0: I have another question to ask. Uh, let, let's say a young couple wanted to come up and say, "Look, we want to give two years to working in the church." Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, living in the area for them may be a question mark. Is there, how, is there, is it, is can are you can you live not that far away and come in? Definitely. Well,
2: definitely could. Yeah. Um, If you're interested in urban ministry, but you're concerned about the safety, you could live within two miles from the church and be in a safer zone. Okay, I see. But you could live in areas of North Minneapolis, and there are parts that are safer than others. Right. We're on the main thoroughfare of West Broadway, a main road. And so if you live in that area where we live, that's in the zone. Right. And we can help people make those decisions. Right. Um, but that's that house concept that I was talking too, about. Well. Yeah. If yeah. we could have something that would provide a place for people just to come in and check it out for an extended period of time, right, right, and then right. make a decision, right, right.
3: It's not right for everybody. I, there's unquestionably people come in with a zeal, um, but it, it's easy to burn out when you hear the gunshots true. constantly, and it, you don't have, you don't feel safe. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of a hard, yeah. hard to stay.
0: Right. But you're down in the middle of it, yep. and uh, what would you like to see happen uh, through the church? I know, and your focus is on the church now, in helping other uh, urban ministries um, start or or either revitalize. I'm I'm sure in many areas yeah. there there available there may be church buildings that are available.
2: Right, it, you know, it's stating really restating what you just said. I see Family Baptist as strategically positioned with the facilities necessary to have that strong foundation and base. Mm -hmm. And then God has collected there enough of us that have a burden for teaching people theologically how to minister. Mm -hmm. We're not hurting for people to minister to. And so training someone in that Mm -hmm. context will help them prepare to go out Mm -hmm. and be a part of church revitalizations or church plants. Mm -hmm. So we're at the very beginning level Um, We have a a small congregation. The congregation size membership is around 85. Mm. Average attendance when we showed up, when I showed up, this is post-COVID, was around 50. We average around 80 now. So we're a long ways from being super stable yet. But we do see a a way forward in helping train and then send off. But it will require... Mm partnerships right i don't see us ever being in a point where we're doing it all as family yeah. baptist yeah, church I get it. yeah. it's more of a connection to others right Right. And, and, some... and
3: these men young men that are and women that are in these rehab programs coming out that are have really made serious commitments they would love to be church planners yeah, yeah. you know it's not you you, can, you see their zeal and their heart and their connect some of these people are excellent soul winners yeah yeah, yeah i bet and they're, they're out there, and they're not afraid. Now, we're talking, when we say urban, I totally agree that urban is, does not need to be l- low-income, right. crime-ridden. But what my burden is, is those areas exist, those crime-ridden areas. Like during the riots, we didn't have police response for a couple of weeks, two wow. nine weeks, where I lived. It, you could have called 911 all you want. No one's showing up for anything. Uh, but and that that's happening around... America. Yeah, these people are mobile. Mm-hmm. If we had the way to send them, we could train them and send them on as teams. Mm-hmm. You ought not to send one or two people in. Right. You got to send three, four, or five people in, so you have some emotional support when right. you're doing this.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that. So. Well, uh, we will continue to take the offering this week. Uh, but if you're listening and you are uh, you you would like to give financially to support this ministry. Uh, let me give you a couple of ways you can do it. You can send us a check here at Bob Jones University and just mention Family Baptist Church or Jeremiah 29.7, and we will definitely get that money up to Minneapolis. Or if they wanted to write you directly, Jason, what's, what's the best way?
2: Yeah, 2201 Gerard G-I-R-A-R-D, Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55411. Okay. That's so It's Family we're... Baptist Church. Family Baptist. Family Baptist Church, 2201. Gerard G I R A R D Avenue North Minneapolis Minnesota 55411
0: Well I'm sure that many of you that are listening would think back to the riots that took place a couple of summers ago and mm-hmm. you know as a Christian your heart's going to go out to what can I do in these situations and and like often happens to any of us it's not like we don't care we just don't know what to do or how to do it Well, here's a way you can actually do something. And that is by supporting, by financially giving, and by praying for family Baptist ministries here in Minneapolis. And uh, we are supporting them here through Bob Jones University, uh, having urban ministry right right down in the heart of these inner city works. And so this is something you can do, and I hope that some of you will consider doing something to be able to be a help. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Lee, for being today. Thank you for the afternoon. May the Lord bless you.
1: Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.